anymore. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like having a conversation. I don't feel like fussing about the whatever thing that, you know, may be an issue for her right now uh, and we need to fix it. But she knew when to bring that up and when not to. And uh, that's what I mean by just being able to shut up. Like she knew that I was overwhelmed or I didn't have the energy to talk at that moment. And she would just sit next to me and be. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. First of all, Black Panther is on uh, Disney+. Plus. So if you missed it the first time, go ahead, check it out. Right before we started recording, we were talking about you know, it's not as good as the first one and, and all of that. But at the same time, I mean, it's a good movie. It's probably the best out of what was it? Phase four. I definitely yeah. think it was the best of phase four. Yeah, I would say that phase four was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And Lupita is fine. Just got to throw it out there while we, while we, you know, just throw it out there. Beautiful black woman. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you prefer the first one or the second one? Which, which which one do you guys prefer? First one. First one, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rosie, it, it definitely wasn't that, up to that. When I said that earlier, I felt like you 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 were judging me because I was I didn't even think it was close. No, no, that was a tie. That uh, said, she liked the second oh. one more. Um, okay. I, I I agree. I think the first one. No, I think when you you were kind of saying like the whole. Dr. Umar oh. talking about the the he, you agree with him because he was like the Mexicans. I didn't go to a black movie to see the Mexicans beat up on the black no, no, people no, no, no. and all of that. It <laughs> wasn't as that far. It was more so for me. You we waited all these years to get this black character, and they didn't just give us this black character. They gave us this whole vibe, and it, it was such a level of pride of you know everybody wanted to be Wakandans like it was just so dope with their civilization and their culture represented like they were the best of the best the most advanced nation in the world and then really quick they got handed to them not even close even to the point where when they attacked the uh, the capital and you brought it up. He said, I have more soldiers than you have blades of grass. He didn't even bring that many soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> like Wakanda got their ass handed to them by just a couple of by a couple of people. Just just a few. The few, the proud, the uh Atlantean how how do they however you pronounce them? Uh, yeah, you know? they they're different. The ten ten oh I can't even remember yeah. the name of it now. And I'm like it was it was a it was a disappointment. It's almost like when you see your hero get beat, <laughs> you know, where it was just beat bad. Now, you know, I guess the best way to compare it to is like wrestling. Now, when you're a fan of this particular wrestler, and they're, the, they're the best and they get cheated. That's one thing. You still feel like they're the best. 
but let's say just for the sake of you know debate when hulk hogan was at his height like you weren't just gonna beat hulk hogan like you have to bring this freaking yokozuna like this this zeus when zeus came in zeus came in and beat him one time and zeus was a freak of nature and we were we were distraught we were hurt and zeus was a villain Zeus was horrible. Death to Zeus. That's what happened with Wakanda. They got Wakanda got Zeused. And you tell me I ain't supposed to hate these dudes? Like, well, that's oh yeah, the point. But, you know, that's the point. You're supposed to hate them, but at the same time, I, I think that is one thing that Marvel does really, really well is make ooh. their villains. No, I'm just saying they make their villains like you can relate to them like you can look at them and be like well they kind of got a point right like and and even with you know the atlantean i keep calling them atlanteans but they they switched them and so i can't just remember whatever the 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 name more folks like they they switched them but you still could kind of see all right i i see where they're coming from and then you know yeah of course they're the villain and they're gonna turn heel but eventually like at some point you you at least kind of was like all right, I see where they're coming from. I mean, they did the exact same thing with Killmonger. You were like, he's got a point. Uh, and, and so I think that's what made Namor, and, and especially when Namor, like in the comics, Namor goes back and forth. He's a hero, he's a villain, he's whatever. He's, he's, Namor he's is about himself and his country. That's what he is. So he's a villain, he's a hero to his country. And and I, th- I, I like that dynamic. And I like that showing that the most advanced nation in the world, America, can get the a- handed to them i like that right and but they can still come out on top and everything i i I just i don't know i i enjoyed the movie i think it was a good one um but it's it's definitely i I think they needed that yeah i think they needed that though i mean people are talking about the comics and how put the colors back in their place at least it wasn't white people doing it like they were gonna have to have a villain it was gonna have to be somebody I would much rather it be another people of color than us fighting the white people hmm. so yeah which we have proven that they could have beat oh yeah yeah when the, when the white people uh, they tried that at the beginning of the movie and the no thing white about country it was they, gonna do they, anything if okay I'll give you that maybe the Wakandas went, they gotta lose. They got there has to be a build up. They didn't have to get they ass kicked. Like it's <laughs> it was it wasn't even close. That's that's what happens when you you face a, an opponent that you didn't prep for, you didn't know existed. You you thought you had the most advanced technology in the world, and it just comes out of nowhere. You like oh oh, I mean that that's what as advanced as we think we are. If aliens came down today they probably are going to hand it to us because we aren't prepped for it. We aren't ready for it. We, we are not expecting that we're prepping for everybody that we know of. All right. Okay. My bad. Let's, let's move so, on. Rise. It don't yeah, like black we'll people. Go. Uh, well, well, <laughs> no, I want to say other thing I want to say before we move on though, uh, happy birthday buff. Um, so when this drops, your birthday will be this week. So happy birthday, bro. Uh, we love you. Love what you do day in day out not just for here but for protecting our nation's capital what you do as a family man everything man so glad to call your brother 
Appreciate that. Well, you stole my Thank thunder you. for the end of the show. Thank you. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> so we can, end, we can begin and end, I, end it. So. I'll, I'll allow it twice. I'll allow it twice. <laughs> there was a reason, you know, I had you officiate our wedding. Just put it that way. And, you know, I think I told you that, you know, um, it's amazing when I look. It's it's hard to believe I'm knowing you or we've known each other that long. Dude, 1992. That's crazy. Yeah, that's 31 years ago. Right. (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) we have listeners that haven't been alive that long. We're going to have guests that haven't been alive that long. (laughs) And um, guess what? Guess what? Byron, he's known you longer than uh, he's known Tegan, his own little sister. Yes. (laughs) yes 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 absolutely absolutely so um that's what's so crazy about it but you know definitely much respect uh much love to you so since we're there happy birthday buff all the good stuff hope you have nothing but uh good stuff happen this week tab spoil my boy make sure she listens to the show and you can you can um fast forward it to this minute mark rise it make sure you mark it for him but um, happy birthday, man. Appreciate what did you got that. for us, Buff? Uh, just one thing on Wakanda Forever. Like, I heard Umar say that, and I'm like, why does he have such a big problem with black on brown fighting when Black Panther Part 1 was black on black? So you got more problem with black on brown than black on black? It's a stupid point he made to me. But anyway, um, I wanted to give a shout out to former Congresswoman Karen Bass, who is now the mayor of Los Los Angeles. I went to LA for the first time. Well, actually, I went there once when I was like eight months, but that don't count. I went there officially for the first time back in 2019. And how it's portrayed on TV is completely different from the reality. I mean, I knew they had homelessness, but I'd never seen homelessness like that before. Like where the tents are just set up everywhere. It's not just Skid Row, it's everywhere. Venice Beach off the interstate, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, everywhere, the smell, the stench, the homelessness, and it's it's like overwhelming. And I hear San Francisco is even worse, I heard, but she's trying to do something about it. Now her motives for that can be questioned. None of that matters. I know if I was a citizen there, I definitely would be grateful for someone trying to do something about it. And right now what she's doing is if they agree to allow the city to tear down their tent, then the city is putting them in motels with uh, services that are going there, like making sure they have uh, necessities and um, any type of medical supplies they need like that. And the plan is to eventually get them in some type of permanent housing. A lot of people say you can't sustain that because of the cost, but right now it's what she's trying to do. And the people there right now are grateful so it's just cool to see somebody try to do something for a group of people that don't really affect you politically because they typically don't vote you know nobody you know in general people don't really care about the homeless like as far as you know what they think or anything like that so to spend political capital on that says something to me again her motives can't be questioned if you want to do that but I want to applaud it until I see if it turns left or anything like that, then we can come back and criticize it. But right now, it's cool to see somebody try to do something about it. That's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a cool conversation. Um, that's a whole nother topic. But if you look 
I think California probably has three to four of the top five cities in America. Yeah. Yeah. with the most homeless population mm-hmm. and it's not by chance right you know they're literally states are busing people giving them one-way tickets to los angeles san francisco san diego just to get them out the out of texas alabama louisiana wherever um it's crazy that's a thing Like, it's cheaper to give somebody a $65 Greyhound ticket and maybe a $50 gift card, I'm guessing, or something like that to get from Alabama to San Diego. Now you're on your own. That's just one less person that state has to deal with. That's the thing. And it's, it's just so crazy things like that happen. I was unaware of it until the last few years. I don't know if we brought it up on this show or I was listening to something on uh, maybe it was a podcast or something I was listening to but I was like when I heard it I was like I didn't know that was real um that's what you got anything else Buff uh that's it that's all I got um for me I watched uh was it You People on Mm -hmm. Netflix it was Mm -hmm. pretty good um, another another movie that's gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah, what are your takes on it? I enjoyed it. I you know I when I watch certain movies, I try not to do a whole lot of deep thinking on it like some people have done. Uh, I watched it for what it's worth. Is it Eddie Murphy's funniest movie? No, uh, I couldn't quote you any memorable lines from it, but I enjoyed it. It entertained me for an hour and a half or two hours that it played. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Worst case scenario, I got to see a bunch of cool sneakers. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I liked the dynamic. Everybody was talking about the chemistry between uh, Jonah and Lauren, but truthfully, I felt it was a chemistry. And coming from a mixed race couple, the chemistry that they showed really hit home because that's kind of how my parents interacted. It's an mm. awkward I don't quite get your jokes, but I get them just because I really love you. Like it, it is that in, in a lot of interracial couples and in, in, in relationships. So the, the awkwardness that people were talking about with the lack of chemistry actually is what happens a lot of times in interracial uh, couples. And so I got the comedy. I got what they were trying to do there. Kenya Burris is kind of a master at that, right? I mean, it, it, going back to Blackish and Grownish and all of his shows like that, that's that's kind of what he does. Is he shows that awkwardness in interactions that people have. And so I enjoyed it for what it was. It, it, like to echo Buff, it's not you know they're not getting any emmys or whatever like that it's not gonna go down it's like oh this is a classic i gotta watch every time but it's for what it is it's a good movie it's a conversation starter yeah i think if you take the movie for what it is and you take the time to you know you know have a conversation about it i think it's it, it hits on a lot of good points I mean, um, the dynamics of the relationships, like the interracial dating, the I mean, even to the point where the black family can be a little more. How do I put this? 
like we as black people we can call out racism or certain things more like we can call out our injustices you know but if you you know anybody else feels something like they really can't you know like you can't you you got too much power to complain i guess that's what it comes down to like nah we ain't about to no if i hurt your feelings get over it because i'm black like it's it's and i'm not you know trying to make it a bad thing but it's so many dynamics of it um eddie murphy is still hilarious the the angry black guy uh i mean and then the the way they presented where you have two cultures it wasn't that they were just black and white because that's what we're seeing at as a, as an america as america we just make everything black and white they did two subgroups of that that have two very, minorities technically yeah yes who have very staunt views in cultural differences you know um and so it wasn't just the regular black and white it's like hey Jews Muslims like you have strict guidelines you have strict views you know now go let's run with that uh, uh, a Muslim and a Jew date As it sounds almost like, a, almost like a bad joke so a Muslim and a Jew walk in a bar like that's how it starts and you just and you go from there and so I thought it was a pretty good movie um for what it was first time I've seen Laura, Lauren London in a while that BBL is horrible yeah so bad it's so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know what I want to see guess out of all the characters in the movie I want to see more from his best friend was it Bo Mo yeah the the black chick yeah 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 she, she was, was she funny. was funny yeah she, she was, was funny, funny. <laughs> Hey bro, I got I got breasts. I know she's I got titties. Excuse me, sorry. Like that, that had me rolling. I'm like, this yeah, gentlemen, you know. So uh, <laughs> even the toast, you know, like, well, I wish she would have sat me on the uh, black side of the table. Like I don't know, just a stat. It's more aesthetically a please, pleasing. Like just listen, <laughs> it is what it is. Like little things like that. So it was fu- it was funny. It was a good movie. So if you want to laugh and then also maybe have a good conversation afterwards, then for you or no, you people, you know, pretty good movie. Um, I don't think I have much else going on that I can think of. Oh, shout out to Super Bowl coming up. Who you guys got in Super Bowl? I'm rooting for Philly. Is yeah. Any particular reason? Um. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I got a more politically correct reason. Pat Mahomes already has a ring, so I like okay. to see Jalen Hurts get one. So tell me about your impolitically correct, impolitically <laughs> correct reason. One of them got a black mama. <laughs> one of them got a black black wife <laughs> or <a> lady <laughs> and agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can't lose, but I mean, it's two black quarterbacks, and yeah. I will give Mahomes like he. We know he's biracial, but he 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 talks about being black. You yeah. know, I we've seen biracial athletes go down the middle of the road. You know, Tiger pass Woods type thing. Yeah, you know, like Tiger Woods didn't identify as black. You know, we've had so many athletes just like they, which is I'm not saying it's right or wrong. 
you know, I'm not biracial. I don't know the the the, tr- the challenges and the the you know the things that go on behind the scenes and your your mentality behind that. But at the same time, you know, to see somebody who at least the public's view and when he's interviewed, maybe when it's convenient, identifies as black. So, I mean, have you seen his daddy? I don't think he had no choice but to identify as black. Yeah, my home, yeah, my home yeah. dad is black, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> my cousin said, "Man, I thought his daddy was like Brian Gumble Black, but he black, black. <laughs> black, black. He black, black. Oh Lord. Oh God. Oh. Lord. All right, fellas. Where's Sophie, man? Yeah, she downstairs. Hold on. Let me go grab. Let's her. do it." When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello. Uh, greetings and salutations, young Sophia. Yes, salutations. How goes your day? Very good, very good. I'm loving Until your you hair. Sleepover. Oh yeah, and I had a sleepover. My friend came over. Ooh, you know what I'm about to say. Yeah. Why didn't I get an invite? <laughs> because you're so far away, you would never make it in time. You didn't even know where I'm at. You're at home. That's a cop-out, Sophie. I could have been in Mobile. I could have been in Birmingham this weekend. You don't know. I travels. Yes, you I could do have got out. <laughs> I could have got flued out. Uh, do you have, how was the sleepover? It was very fun. Very fun. You played games? Yeah. Okay. All right. There was no boys there, right? No. Oh, Ollie. Well, yeah, there's Ollie. That's Ollie. But, you know, but he's, he's just cow. Ollie. He doesn't count. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a good joke for us this week? I think it's pretty good. Uh, you guys, I think it is too. Yeah. Okay. Let's a little-known fact: before crowbars were invented, crows simply drink at home. <laughs> I told you it was a good joke. It was. It was a good joke. I would ever. I never thought of that. <laughs> Fun fact, and this week in Black History, a, a little known fact, you know, everyone little, knows. Little that. known fact, little known fact. <laughs> everyone knows that. Everybody, you know, they should. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Now, what do you think fact. about it? You know, where else were they gonna drink? I don't know. They're gonna drink yeah. water, apple juice, orange juice. <laughs> yeah, but when they want to really drink, they gotta go yeah. to the crowbar. Yeah. Go to the crowbar. <laughs> it's only for the crows, though. We can't get any of their crow drinks. No. No. Yeah. They're probably weak. <laughs> I love the little girl. 
Yeah, man. She's oh. hilarious. Who wants to go first? Probably you. Yeah. Okay. All righty. So I have a question. Um, I was riding with Skylar and TJ the other day, and we were just having a conversation. I take them to school every morning, and so we just talk about everything. And let me ask you guys this question. When you were growing up, did how many people asked you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Everybody. Yeah. And what did you say? It depends on my age at the time. I know at one time it was like a scientist. Um, I don't know. I think a dentist at one time. It was a few things. What about you, Rosie? I was a doctor pretty much all the way up until college, pretty much. So I had a clear track, but it was one of those, you know, uh, you, you knew a doctor and lawyer, whatever made a lot of money. And so I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. Um, and then, you know, had that kid down with me and I was like, nope, not doing that. But that was it. I I can't remember a time that I didn't say doctor, truthfully. Same, same, especially after the Cosby, Cosby show drop. So the reason I asked that question is because uh, Skylar asked TJ that question. And the way he perceived that question was very different. And it made me think of our approach. Even at, at a young age, we're trying to push people into a capitalistic society. Like, we're like, okay, you're three. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Start thinking right now. How do you want to earn money? And TJ's answer was, I want to be a, uh, a little brother and stay with Skylar. Hmm. So it made me think we never ask people and he started talking about what he wants to do. Who do you want to be when you grow up? Like we're so even at the youngest age, we're so quick to push people into a career path and earning potential and stuff like that, rather than saying, who do you want to be? Like, who do your kids want to be? Like their personalities, their things they do when they're not doing their nine to five. And so my question is, do you think you are who you wanted to be? And do you think this is something that we need to start really? And you probably already do it, but really start putting just as much emphasis on that as we ask we do with what do you want to be? Or maybe I'm just thinking too much. No, it's, it's it's a good question. I mean, it's valid. Um, so there's a couple different questions in there, right? I, I think I definitely think I am the person that I wanted to be growing up. Um, you know, I wanted to be the family man. I, I always, you know, y- y'all you used to laugh at me about that, right? Like I was always that guy that was just like, I, I family was my thing. Um, I, I wanted more kids than I have now. I, I thought I was going to have like a little baseball team type thing. Um, Cause you know, I came from a big family. My parents both had big families. So I assumed that big families is what it was about. Um, and so I always kind of had that idea, but uh, now that I got them and see how expensive they are, I know that uh, three's uh, the limit. I'm not doing it any more than that, but um, definitely think I'm the man that I dreamed about being right. Like not necessarily successful in my job, but happy in my job i like what i do um i'm 
engaged in the community. I give back. Like those are the things that I always thought about. Uh, you know, growing up, we we joined so- social organizations and, and service organizations and like in the IKs and wanted to give back to the community and all that stuff. Like that was already kind of ingrained in us very early, right? My mom was huge into giving back. My dad ran the park, uh, you know, the baseball park and stuff. So we were always about that. And so I, I like that's what I envisioned myself being is being able to do all of that. Um, it does kind of stress me out a little bit trying to do it all and be all of that, but that's what I thought I was going to be. And I think I am, um, to your question about, should we focus more on it? I definitely think we should and and get out of that idea of like I talked about with being a doctor because it made a lot of money or that was, you know, Dr. Lloyd, that was always kind of the paths. Right. Uh, and because maybe not even on the, the money part of it but that's what people see as a high ranking you know important position in the community and that's what you want it to be but i think we need to talk to people about what who do you want to become like what do you want to do for your community and how what makes you happy right if you want to be an artist you might not make a lot of money i've had conversations with Haley. she's kind of second guessing pt school and does she want to do that or not um, and she was like, maybe she'll da- start um, a dance studio. And, you know, I, being the, the logical mind that I am, I was like, well, you know, a lot of studios fail, um, you know, having your own business, small business is hard. Um, you know, just just be ready for that. And she was like, why can't you just support me and just be like, oh, that's, you know, you go and do it and I'll support you. And I'm like, because that's not my role. I'm, if you started, I'm going to support you. But my role is to be, pre- prepare you to do it. And so I want to make sure we have the conversation about, have you thought about that? What kind of lifestyle that's going to be? Having your own business is hard. You're on 24-7. Like that is a very different thing than having a nine to five. So if you were going down this PT route and this is what you thought you were going to have, and now you're thinking going down a dance studio route and you want to teach dance, those are two totally different paths. Right. And and to to your point about who do you want to be and then maybe that's what, who she wants to be and that's what she wants to do. I'm like, but you need to be ready for all that comes along with that. So I, it's hard to get out of the capitalism and the, and the what you want to do when you grow up, um, because it aligns so much with what who you want to be. Right. You, 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 I don't think you can decouple them. You got to have a conversation holistically. Yeah. Especially if you go a route like that. You know, and as a father, you know, you got to be that kind of guide, right? But at the same time, maybe ask her who who is that person who runs this studio? You know, like for because you're thinking of the finances and the, the maybe she hasn't thought that through. Maybe she just wants to dance. And who do you want to be? I want to be a dancer. I just want to dance. I want to wake up dance. I want to go to sleep teaching people how to dance. I want my life to revolve around dancing or whatever that takes. That's who she is. You mm-hmm. know, like that's, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, and the dance studio might be one venture and God willing it works. But if it doesn't, maybe she finds another way to dance. Like she's going to like, I'm a dancer. I want to be a dancer. So I'm going to find a way to dance. And you know, maybe it's not the money, you know, and for me, it's kind of like I'm sim- similar to you, hard to kind of uncouple those two because I was raised with this mindset, especially being who you are in the roles we play in our in our family. You know, you have to be that that voice of reason. So, you know, 
Buff, what you got? I guess I would suggest um, you definitely want to be real with your kids, but like the 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 failure rate that you say studios have, like maybe next time she comes to you with it, approach it from a they fail because of this. So let's make sure we avoid X, Y, and Z if you decide to go forward with it. Cause she it seems like she was a little discouraged. But I will say this, it doesn't matter how discouraging you were, if that's what stops her, then it wasn't for her. Yeah. True. Because if you want to do something you you have to you have to expect to get plenty of no's and doubts and everything like that and you got to overcome that. Uh, as for as far as the question, uh, I'm gonna say, you know, am I who I thought I would be? Yes and no. Um, no, because I never really I never really thought about it from that point of view how you uh, posed the question. But at the same time, I do know that I always wanted things to kind of be you know, simple. Like I was never this kid that was eager to become an adult. I knew adulthood was hard. It didn't look fun to me at all. I enjoyed <laughs> having my only responsibility to be make up my bed and do my homework. Like I enjoyed that, you know, I didn't want to pay bills. I didn't want to do taxes or any of that stuff. So I, I, I I'm not going to say I dreaded becoming an adult, but I knew that wasn't something that was just this big fairy tale. So I knew that I wanted something simple just to like, I didn't have dreams of being this entrepreneur. I just wanted something simple where I had a job. It paid me enough to pay my bills and that's it. I didn't want anything complicated. And to an extent, I'm kind of like that now. Like my, I have a great paying job, but it's not anything tremendously, you know, difficult or anything like that. You know, it it takes care of me. It keeps things simple. Uh, But as I'm getting older and, venturing into things like I'm I'm going to get started back into the boxing thing again. I want to start volunteering this year. So my schedule is becoming more hectic to where I am beginning to complicate things a little for myself and make things more hectic. Uh, but I think what Razio said, I think the second part is answered. Both questions still need to be asked. We still need to ask, what do you want to be? But we also need to add, who do you want to be? Because one question, I mean, one answer may negate the other because depending on what you want to be, if discipline isn't in your answer as far as who you want to be, then that what you want to be probably is not going to be attainable because there are a lot of things that require a strict amount of discipline, focus and study and things like that. Like sometimes I think back and like, man, I wish I had a went to like law school. But then I'm like, Phew. You know, much reading I would have had to do it. <laughs> no, no riding around with Wendell drinking wild hours rolls. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but you know what? Did you have something else you wanted to say? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But you know what? It's funny that you said that. Even with Rosie, Rosie knew. Like, I think we connected because we both wanted to be doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there was a certain amount of discipline, grades, and stuff. So we, you know, as much. Devil, devilment as we did was still like, all right, dude. I still got to get you know A's and B's. Like I can't, I can't mess around and not have the, the the test scores and the grades and all that stuff. But we all, none of us end up following the career path that we wanted. Like for a whole a whole life, ask everybody asks us what the hell we wanted to do. Byron, at any point in your teenage years, did you think 
Exactly. Rosie. You know, like, no. you know, no. hell, 10 years ago, you didn't think you would be in HR, right? You didn't think you would be doing what you're doing. Right. You know me, you know, I never thought that. So we put a lot of emphasis on what you want to be. <laughs> and we don't know. We don't hey, know. I, I remember one of the first times I came to Mobile and I, I think it might have been James or one of y'all was like, yeah, he's a police officer. And I kind of recoiled him. Who you calling the police? Yeah, <laughs> police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me no police officer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy is we put so much emphasis on that, right? And none of us became what we wanted to be but we're more like who who we wanted to be mm. think about how many people go to college and change their majors i got people that graduate get degrees and come back and go you know they'll be a pharmacist and come back and get their mba engineer mba you know engine uh uh engineer but go to law school like it's you we don't know what the hell but at the end of the day do we put enough emphasis in society on who you're going to be in society so for me i think to a certain extent i feel like i am who i wanted to be one of them was i just wanted to be a good person like i just really wanted to be a good guy that can help people i didn't know how uh, i think that's why I want the medical field outside of it was lucrative was very appealing to me because i just wanted to help people I wanted to um, be somebody that other people could look up to and uh, come to. And I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have a fun life. Even I grew up watching the Cosby show. Take him being a doctor out of it. They look like they had fun. He and his wife looked like they enjoyed each other. They did things together. They had friends. They did, you know, like they they were social. So those were things that I wanted to be. I, I wanted those things in my life. You know, I just wanted to be a good guy that had fun and help people. You know, um, because there's a lot of people that make a lot of money who are miserable. They don't have time for themselves. You know, and we talk about that now. I make decent money. I'm like, right, I have a job that pays me pretty good money, but it's sometimes it takes away from who I want to be. I think we, you know, we keep, and I think I said all the time now, who I am, who I want to be are two different people sometimes. Like, cause I, I'm keep pushing on who I want to be. I think we 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 kind of put a lot more focus on that in building, you know, our our not necessarily us, but building our kids. Who do you want to be when you grow up? You know, community service. How many kids do community service? There's a lot of kids that have never done community service. You know, who are you helping? what are you doing with your life what is your personal life? i talk about building your brand all the time your brand can have nothing to do with your job mm-hmm. i mentor some of the parents know what i do but that's not who they know me as when you don't have your uniform on when you're away from the capital bar people don't say oh yeah that's byron he's part of the capital city police that's not who you are you know, when you take Jasmine to school or you go to a parent conference, you're you're Jasmine's dad. You know, you're the black dad in the family that goes to every event. You know, like, you know, that's who I am. I'm I'm anytime there's something at my kid's school, 
luckily my job gives me the the ability to if they have a christmas party or a christmas play or anything i have enough flexibility in my job to be that so they know at any any event if i'm not there that's because i didn't get the flyer i didn't know about it so you know those are things you know i want to be who do you want to be i want to be the dad i want to be the pta dad i want to be the dad that's always there we didn't even think about you know talk about being a parent really you know we talked about how what kind of parent we want to be who do you want to be we talked about the many episodes but we don't a lot of times people don't focus on that byron what do you want to be when you grow up byron if you have kids what kind of dad do you want to be what kind yeah. of husband or, do you want to be or we scoff at the guys and say i want to be a stay-at-home dad yeah who, who like, do you want to uh, be? Like, what, I want to take what, care of my kids. What is wrong with somebody that says that? Like, I want to be, you know, we'll pay the bills, but that's secondary to I want to be home with my yeah. kids. Okay. Well, my question took up a lot of time, so let's keep going. Nah, that's fine, man. It's fine. Buff, did you have anything in particular you wanted to ask? Preston? Yeah, uh, this may, this probably will get brought up again if the schedules work out with our next show that we have coming up for the listeners. But I wanted to ask you guys, I need to be thinking about what my answer is too. What is a petty pet peeve that you have when it comes to dating? Like, (laughs) if she has this or does that, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, petty. That's that's the hard part because um define you know, petty. You know what? We asked a similar question like this on Facebook. Like, what's the pettiest reason you stopped talking to somebody? And I remember we had her on the show before. We had LaShondra Holmes on here. She was like, he missed one of his belt loops. <laughs> 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 <his pants>. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, man. <laughs> So it gets like, you know, like not being able to have a conversation, like just ignorance. Like those are those are good reasons, right? Those aren't petty. I don't think that's petty. Okay. You know. Yeah. Or like being down on themselves, like, you know, just like low self-esteem type thing. That, that That's one that like really turns me off if you have low self-esteem. Um, I think the pettiest reason for me probably was somebody like didn't know any black culture like like they weren't black black oh it's, <laughs> like, they, they know, never see boys in the hood and stuff boys like that in the hood, i make a belly comment you know i, I like we, we talking you know coming to america like juice it, 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 to it, give it, the, the movie credit yeah yeah like any of that like if if they aren't if if i can't connect with them on black culture in general like i i talk in movie quotes a lot of times like i i quote movies all the time i i joke and for somebody to like just not get it or have to ask questions about it and they're black it, it irks me because i'm like you know i hate to question their blackness but at the same time it's like me and you aren't compatible because of that so i don't know but if they were white i wouldn't question it and so i i know it's that's why i I really think it's petty because like because they're black i feel like they should have this shared experience and i i kind of judge them on it but if i'm dating a white girl or talking to a white chick uh i don't expect that so it you know i'd still date them for some reason (sighs) okay that 
I see. I thought you was gonna keep it the same. Like even if she white, she needs to know. Okay, all right. Voice, like you got. If you got an annoying voice, I just can't. You could be like (laughs) the most intelligent, most just like you can have it all together. But if your voice is just like. Eater, eater. It just, ugh, it's ah. And or not, I, I, not I, even I, the voice, but if they do that thing where they go up after everything and, and like talk like a yeah, valley girl, talk I like this. And like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh. Yeah, the voice or a laugh, a bad laugh, just this, just an, an annoying laugh, just ends everything. Like, did you know that that? And that might be it. That first date, an annoying laugh will solidify that being the last date. I've done that several times. And you're having a great conversation. You know, I, I try to be, you know, I try to be engaging and, you know, get people laughing and stuff like that. And they'll they'll laugh like a, a, a random. If your first laugh is a snort, it's over. <laughs> a well-placed snort, snort ever here and here and now is cute the first time like and it's not a cute snort it's like snort stuff shooting out your like nah I can't do it or that loud laugh ooh that loud ghetto laugh nah buddy can't do it can't do it you're so bougie for hurt. I've been called worse <laughs> okay. what about you buff I think well, two of mine are kind of <clears throat> physical. Like I, I don't like hairy legs, and I don't like hairy, and I don't like hairy. That's not petty. That's not petty. That's not petty. I, That's I mean, not petty. Okay. Well, that's okay. not so petty at all. That's a must. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. I've seen plenty of. <laughs> I mean, because and then like some women, they will let it grow like in the winter time if they mm-hmm. know they're not gonna like. Not 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 dating me. Like if you climb in bed next to me, they need to be smooth year round, including those armpits too. But the other one is um, cigarette smoke. I don't think I could oh, date a chick. That's that. not that's not, not petty. That's not petty that's though. That's not, that's not a lot petty. of people smoke. Yo, know, so I don't care. That's still not petty. <laughs> and, there's, and, there's, and there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> I dated one person that smoked, and it was just so annoying. And I just, it just got to the point. It was just, uh, you know, kissing a smoker is just, it's just, uh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if they vape or something like that, would it be different for you, Buff? Since nah, it's like vapor, yeah. like hookahs, that type of thing? I, <laughs> Maybe hookah. Like hookah is like more social yeah. or something like that. Hookah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, tam, 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 tam. hookah. Yes. Um, and no, anybody black, listening, she anybody pulled out listening, black that says, and you know what's crazy? I, I like the smell of black and mild a bit, but I don't want. Yeah, but not, I don't not want my woman smoking them. Man, I don't, <laughs> don't want her smoking them. You got She pull up with a black and mild behind her ear. <laughs> <laughs> she smoked black and miles and drank Hennessy. She cheats. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got some fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. And to all our black and mild Hennessy drinking women, I mean, that, yeah, it just it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Anybody listening that knows me, yes, I smoke cigars. That's different. 
I'll explain. Cigar is a little different, though. Yeah, it's different. No, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's something that's probably a little petty of me. I don't like women that smoke cigars. What? No, that's kind of sexy to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Not like you know, like a couple times a year. At a at a big event, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, so kind of like me, like I, I smoke a cigar socially, but I'm not like yeah. smoking a cigar. Yeah. But uh, like, but she pull every up. weekend, Talk. every time I see her, like she's going to the cigar bars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just it ain't it, it's yeah. not there for me. Yeah, so a little a little great. Okay, I got you. Okay, yeah. that was quick, man. That was quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you got, Razzy? Yes, Razzy, I didn't say feet, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's not, not petty, petty though. But I don't yeah, think that's they gotta petty. have feet. <laughs> you just don't want to see them. <laughs> I, just, I used to be so bad. <laughs> gotta put socks on, everything. Riser didn't see me at some of my words. I didn't kick, <laughs> literally, kick it's, somebody out the bed. It's now bed, a like, good time. It's now a good time to ask you what are church legs, Ferg, or is that another show? It's another show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Riser. <laughs> Well, um, I'll go with the the petty or the small things, but um, I want to reverse it a little bit. So I saw a post. Let me pull the post up. I'll read y'all the post. Saw a post on the dad, actually. It says, uh, I have a confession. When my hubby gets stuck on a part of a video game for a long period of time, I'll look up the solution on my phone and then give him vague suggestions to push him in the right direction. And I've been doing this for about six years now. Um, and for a gamer and any gamers out there you know that's love <laughs> that is love to to kind of nudge us why don't you try you know looking in that that cavern or whatever like you know and you'd be like oh let me try that and it works like that's love so i want to ask you guys what's like something that's really really small that people would think is not a big deal that your spouse does that makes you like love them like that's 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 my baby. That's my I love her because it's something like real small. Yeah, I know you got to think about that one. Yeah, you can pause this because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Because the answer I'm thinking of, I don't know if that's small. Because it's not really. So this this is my answer. I don't know if if this will be acceptable for you, Rosie. Um <clears throat> In general. I think my wife has become a better listener and I know some people may say that's not small, but you know, we, we conversate and talk all the time. So, and it, you know, especially in this digital social media wor- world where we constantly get information at work, at home and things like that, it probably can be difficult to retain at times. Uh, even though you should when it comes to your spouse. I mean, hey, things happen. So to to have someone now that actually, you know, listens to the, the things that I'm interested in to where I don't even have to ask for something, like because she's listened to me, she knows what I like. And so she has gotten me uh, heavyweight boxing championship tickets to a fight because she knows I love boxing. She once got me uh, this this famous Miami Heat uh, picture where Dwayne Wade like just tossed a no look pass to LeBron, and he's already doing like this, and LeBron is in the air getting ready to dunk, and it's it's a dope 
photo. Like Way is celebrating before the ball is even in the hoop. She got me that. Um, just listen to the little things that she knows I love and then implementing that in a gesture or a gift or something like that is is huge for me. And, you know, that can be big or little depending on who you are. But to me, that's a little thing because she doesn't have, like she could just always take me out to dinner or always give me a gift card somewhere. But to actually listen and pay attention to what I'm interested in and then implement it, that's everything to me. No, that's, a, that's a good one, bro. I mean, it, there, there's no right one. or wrong answer. I mean, yeah. yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Z has quietly become and remained my biggest fan. You know, like a lot of times you just see couples where there's like where it seems like he hates her, she hates him, like they're just disconnected. They're they're together because they gotta be. Secretly rooted against one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. like she's my biggest fan. And I say that, and even though, you know, you guys like I'm so bougie and stuff like that, I'm my biggest critic. Like I'm tough on myself. And just and she has this way, because I don't take mm, I take criticism better than I take compliments. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. because I'm so hard on myself but she always has a way of just reminding me that I'm doing a, a, a great job or a good job or how proud she is of me in a way that I can accept and not only does it, it I accept it it motivates me to keep doing it and pushing and in a way like I, like she figured out the algorithm the cheat code to make me better you know, and it's not like she's putting added pressure on me. It's just just enough to make me feel appreciated enough to keep going, but not like, okay, if you don't keep going, nigga, I'm gone. You know, it, it it's a it's a great balance, and so um, on so many different levels, career wise, what I do, you know, with my her, the kids, just everything. You know, it's just. You know, she's she's been my biggest fan and um I appreciate that. So nah, that's dope. So being the single guy that I am, um, I gotta go back to Jen, right? I think for me, the the small thing was <laughs> people laugh, she knew when to shut the hell up. Um and and not in a bad way, but it was she knew how to be my calm, right? Like when I am done talking when I'm annoyed when I've been working and trying to deal with people and project managing and talking to folks all day long and trying to push herding the cats as we project managers call it like I've been doing that and I'm super annoyed and I just don't want to talk anymore I don't feel like doing anything I don't feel like having a conversation I don't feel like fussing about the whatever thing that you know may be an issue for her right now uh, and we need to fix it but she knew when to bring that up and when not to and uh that's what i mean by just being able to shut up like she knew that i was overwhelmed or i didn't have the energy to talk at that moment and she would just sit next to me and be lay in my lap and let me rub on her or whatever and we watch a show or whatever and you know 
it like I said, she was able to be that calm for me and calm me down. And, and I got to decompress without having to talk. And that's, that's hard to do, right? That's hard to decompress. It's hard to, for, especially for women, it's hard to decompress and, and interact without talking. Uh, and she was able to do that. So that was something that was really small, probably in her mind, right? Or, or she was just kind of going with the flow. But for me, it was huge because I, I'm so flustered and all over the place. So just knowing when to just kind of be and, and be quiet uh, and let's be together in quietness uh, is a big deal. So I, I always love to hear about you and Jan. I really do. Uh, so yeah. appreciate that. And uh, I'll say another one too is random compliments too, by the way. Like, yeah, just randomly saying like, you know, you, you really do a good job with this or that, like that, that, it means everything. Yeah. Like Ferg, I'm critical of myself too, man. So that's definitely helpful. Yeah, I mean, all those were great. We're lucky, you know, we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Some people never get that in their life. They'll never have that peace. They'll never have that enjoyment. Never have anybody love them. And speak I life think, into um, them like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I tell people the 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 first time I knew she was different. By she, I mean Z. Just in case, you know, uh, was she was the first person I felt like loved me the way I deserve to be loved. And I think sometimes people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And that 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 that's that was huge. So with that being said, uh, fellas, let's go ahead and close it out. Uh, all I got, man, is um, I want to retract my kudos to uh, Memphis uh, <laughs> as, as C- more and more Chief information. Yeah, Chief, the Chief and everybody. Uh, there, there's been you know, just all kind of new stuff coming out. Uh, there was a white police officer involved with the, uh, the, the killing and um, you know, they weren't suspended. They weren't put out there. Uh, and then when word came out, they suspended them after or fired them after and and I, the, my thing is i wouldn't have had an issue if they had come back and said yeah we reviewed the tape they were involved in the initial stop but didn't follow along so we didn't feel like they were out of pocket or whatever give me a reason why you felt like that white officer shouldn't have been on the front for, you know page with those black officers but to come back around and say oh well yep now that y'all called us out on it we're gonna fire them too that lets me know that y'all you there was a little bit of uh gamesmanship with everything and so i just wanted to kind of get that out there and give kind of a, a whole telling of the situation i am more? because a lot of the, the the political structure and a lot of the leadership are black so it does surprise me that they didn't give an equal shake, right? Or at least a fair on shake. On the police force. I mean, your, your chief of police is black. I mean, you know, I think their DA is white, but they're like ADA is black. Like there, there's enough black people in the power structure that I felt like they would at least be able to give a, a objective view to everything. But they're also blue too, sir. Yeah. True. So that's why I got to take my kudos back. <laughs> okay. Byron saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that definitely is going to bring about a future question, by the way. Um, <clears throat> real quick. We saw this with, uh, we've seen this with Jordans and uh, rare sneakers that a lot, a lot of us like. We saw this with PlayStation 5s. And now we're seeing it again with the Beyonce tickets. People pocket watching. I can't believe y'all are spending this. First off, 
no real ticket prices have been revealed. All these ticket prices that have been floating on social media, if I'm not mistaken, are resale, projected resale prices. Yep. But people are just using this opportunity to say how y'all been broke all this year. Now you got money. If it's their money, if it doesn't affect your household, why do you care that much? With that said, I love the demand that this woman, this black woman, is creating. No less than in February. I love it. We see it with Taylor Swift. We see it with a lot of different other white artists. But to have this woman have to add shows to major cities and uh, have people sign up and register just for the opportunity to, to buy pos- a ticket. To possibly. <laughs> to possibly. Like, I can't imagine being in that demand. It's kind of like uh, Dion Cole said. Dion Cole's special, he was like, I made it, but I ain't made it, made it. He was like, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, they can just say, hey, we going on tour, and it sell out in 10 minutes. I got to go to every city and hand out flyers and do radio <laughs> spots and everything and let you know and hope you don't have anything else better to do that day and come see me. <laughs> she is in that much of a demand that she can say, hey, I got a tour coming out and motherfucker got to like register the whole thing and go. <laughs> so good luck to everybody that's trying to get tickets when this episode drops. I believe tickets going to sell tomorrow, right? Yep. So when this episode drops... May the force be with you. Godspeed. All that good stuff. Good luck. Uh, and go Beyonce. It's, it's dope to see a black woman uh, create this type of demand. Yeah. I don't have much. I'm just happy uh, that I went to FAMU and that FAMU is coming to Houston soon. Well, this year for um, they're having a home game. Not a home game. It's going to be a game in Houston when they play TSU. So I'm so excited to be uh, a part of that because uh, usually I have to travel across country to go see FAMU so their football schedule came out and talking about demand as soon as FAMU's football schedule comes out in Tallahassee homecoming is like freaking all-star weekend the average hotel room is four or five hundred dollars a night if not more and so um, I'm excited I'm trying to go to homecoming this year uh, if I don't make it to homecoming, I get to see fam come to Houston. So hopefully I get the best of both worlds. So go Rattlers. That's pretty much all I got outside of Buff's birthday. And we're getting ready for the boom, boom. We're just a few weeks away from Mardi Gras 2023. Sneaker ball. Fat Tuesday. Joe Kane. Skinny Monday. And I will say this, go on record, um, Mobile's Mardi Gras. I enjoy Mobile's Mardi Gras more than I enjoy New Orleans. Yep. I'll just, just call it what it is. So, um, and we're the home of the Mardi Gras, original. So, with that being said, three brothers, no sense, six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.